Rep. Welcome to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Synergy is what we create when we're with people. Humans are powerful beings when they're alone. And our capacity is infinite for the simple reason that as souls, we have a body, a heart, a mind, and a spirit. When those four things come together, they become a soul, a unique and distinct individual capable of incredible things. But the things that the human soul can do are even more powerful when it comes together with another soul. Synergy is, by definition, just the interaction or cooperation of two or more organizations, substances, or other agents to produce a combined effort greater than the sum of their separate effects. Well, what does that mean in a practical sense? There's an expression, the total is worth more than the sum of its parts. That's especially true when it comes to people. Humans become exponentially more powerful when they're united in thought and intention and volition because everything they're thinking and feeling at all times will affect the other person and their energy intensifies. So this show is about learning how to become more personally powerful and mindfully proactive, both when alone and with other people. Now, I'm going to be covering a lot of topics in the next hour, so if you have a question you want to ask or a comment you want to make, go ahead and give me a call. The number here at BBS is 888-627-6008. Okay, so earlier this week I had a, a con, not really, a conversation, we'll call it a conversation, about animals and how he said they're the exact same as people. Well, we talked for a good period of time about how I think we're not. Our existence is much more complex. Again, as a soul, we have a body and a heart and a mind and a spirit. We have needs. We have interests. We have intentions. They're much more detailed and they're much more important to other things that have nothing to do with our immediate survival. Animals are pretty much all about survival because that's all that life really is about, kill or be killed. Well, we all know that humans aren't that way. In fact, when we're talking about killing our own kind, yeah, that's a a crime for a reason because we're not meant to die. Now, when we have that kind of interaction, when we have a relationship with other people, we have our mental and emotional composition, and sometimes our mental and emotional composition aren't even congruent. They don't even work together. They could be completely different. So just trying to reconcile those differences inside of ourselves can be challenging. And then when you bring another person into the equation, into the interaction, that makes it even more hmm, challenging, interesting to say the least. When we have those kinds of thoughts and feelings that aren't necessarily complementary, people can feel that, and they care very much. We do care very much about how we affect other people. Now, unfortunately, the mental health industry has recently taught people, erroneously taught people, that taking care of yourself means you don't let other people affect you. You shouldn't care what other people think and feel and say and do. But that just negates our humanity. We do care very much. 
And we want them to care about us. Our relationships are the foundation of everything that we do. Animals aren't like that. Okay, well, one of my favorite lines in a movie was when a young man was talking to his older sister and he said, get in a good mood. How hard is it just to decide to be in a good mood and then be in a good mood? And she looked at him with disdain and said, gee, it's easy, right, with sarcasm. It's tough. Getting in a good mood is really tough because we do have those different features. We have those different facets. Our mental and emotional constitution, well, you know what? Sometimes our body, our physicality has a completely different agenda. Getting all three of those entities on the same page at the same time, well, and then we have our spirit. Now, this is important. Our energy, it's either positive or negative. Our energy, our spirit, it's either positive or negative because our mood is very contagious. We affect other people. We might not realize it, maybe not directly, it could be indirectly, but we do affect other people. So, think about this. Ask yourself this question. What's more powerful, positive energy or negative energy? Wow, they're both pretty pretty powerful and they can do, they can both do pretty amazing things in a good or a bad way. But again, the fundamental question, the inherent question is, which one has more power? Which one can conquer the other? Well, most of the time, the bad, evil conquers the good because the good doesn't always fight back and say, no, I'm not going to allow this to overcome me. I'm going to take proactive, mindful action to make the situation better because, again, there is no neutral energy and there is no inertia. Energy is always moving one way or another, in one direction or another. So when you have those different facets, those different elements of your existence, and then the energy, your force of energy that could be either positive or negative, you then become accountable. Think about yourself. When you're positive, when you're negative, yeah, you're, you're pretty strong in both situations because the intensity of your emotions intensifies. But when we have a genuinely good spirit and positive mindset and a healthy body with that intention and volition to make good things happen, positive is very powerful. It can, in fact, conquer the negative. And there's an expression. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Okay, the bottom line, negative energy is actually very weak. There's no real substance to it. It's very impactful. It can definitely affect people. But when push comes to shove, it doesn't get very much done. All it does is stop people from doing other things. It doesn't really do anything. It just inhibits better things from going on. But, again, let's go back to the the possibilities are infinite. The good things, the opportunities and the capacities that you have to do amazing things, wow, you know what? We're just so resistant to conflict and to negativity that we want to avoid it. So if someone or something is being negative, we'll just, you know what? I, I don't want to deal with this. Forget it. I'm, I'm getting out of this situation. Okay, so yes, in that 
in that situation, technically the negativity won. But it didn't actually do anything. All it did was stop better things from happening. So ask yourself, what does that mean to you in a practical way? Think about the situations that you've been in in the last week in your life, the people that you've been with, the challenges that you've faced when you had good positive energy and a proactive mindset and the intention and the volition to get something done. You were in a good mood. Your good mood affected other people. It was contagious and they appreciated it and you got the things done that you wanted to get done. You had success. If you're strong, you won't avoid negativity. You will actually deal with it head on. There are going to be negative people who do destructive things. The difference is if you have good, positive, proactive, healthy energy, you can be around negativity and not be overcome, conquered by that negativity. The good will conquer the evil. So you'll deal with whatever comes on into your situation, what happens in your life, any kind of negativity, and you won't do harm to other people or to other things in that situation. Now, this is a really important concept. I like to share with people, sometimes just in casual conversation, because it helps them to think about things differently. But for my listeners today, I really like the principle of let yourself be wronged. Wronged, you know, with an ED. That doesn't mean you're wrong. You are wronged by the other person, which means you're actually right, but you're still letting someone else win and say, you know what? Okay, you still win, even though I was right. Now, what's the difference between concession and surrender? Because those, those words kind of seem like they're the same thing. And letting yourself be wronged and saying, okay, you know what? You're right. When would it be concession and when would it be surrender? And are either one of those ever bad things? Okay, well, let's look at the word concession. Session means movement. Con means with. Concession is movement with someone. Surrender means you're fighting and you've given up. No, you don't have to make it a fight. It does not have to be conflict. And you don't have to let someone else win because that, by definition, means that you have to lose. Concession is saying, I'm going to be with you. That's what augments the positive energy. It actually creates the synergy and that empowers both people to be proactive and helpful, positive, encouraging, and supportive. That's the real key to happiness and fulfillment in life, being supportive and encouraging, helpful. Yeah, we do need people. We're not animals. We want people and we want to be needed. When we have a situation and we're deciding, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and make the concession and say, you know what, I'm going to give you the right this time. I'm going to give you what you need and I'm going to stop fighting with you, stop creating conflict. Con means with, flict means harm. I'm not going to harm you anymore. I'm going to be with you and cooperate with you. That energy then is the beginning of something very healthy and powerful for both of you when you come together. Even when you have finished being together, that energy continues. 
and it goes on to affect other people and other things after you've done those things, after you've finished that interaction. That's important and that's powerful because, again, people are very affected by people. Even if it's not a direct interaction, we can be near people and feel their energy. Have you ever been in a store or a restaurant and been around someone who is absolutely miserable and their energy was completely toxic? Yeah, that's very uncomfortable and it's annoying. If you know that what you've said or been or done has created someone else's positive energy, that's going to affect other people that you will never meet, you'll never interact with, but it's going to propel and perpetuate more of that healthful attitude. Now, this is interesting because another topic I really wanted to have people thinking about is provocative or provocational. Now, I really like being provocative because that means that I'm creating thoughts and feelings, sometimes in a conversation or a discussion, a group. I'll even, I'll even do the devil's advocate and I'll plead the opposite side of what I truly believe, simply because provocative means stimulating. Yeah, when we have that stimulation and we have the positive energy behind the stimulation, we can encourage and support and facilitate each other and say, hey, did you ever think of it this way? And laugh and encourage each other and say, no, you know what? That actually brought up something inside of me that I've never talked to anybody about. But the positive energy between us means I trust you and I feel safe to be vulnerable with you. I'm going to let you in on a deeper level And that augments the synergy because it empowers both people who have made that profound connection. Yeah, when you have something provocative, it's stimulating and it's gratifying and it's fun. Provocational means fighting for no good reason whatsoever. Do you really have to fight? And when you have a difference of opinion, when you're having a discussion about maybe four or five different facets of a concept or a theme and you have well they may be diametrically opposed or seeming to be opposite principles or concepts how are you going to reconcile that particular question or that particular theme well yeah but you know what if you're provocational what you're doing is you're taking your negative energy and you're propelling that you're creating negative energy inside of other people What good could that possibly do? Think about this. When you have negative energy, genuinely negative energy inside of yourself, how do you treat people? How are people affected by you? What good could it possibly do? Can you say that it was a good thing to create and stimulate and provoke negative energy in other people? In the moment, was it good? No. Long-term, big picture, was it good? No. You can absolutely have something that's stimulating and provocative that in the end has a very positive reaction and outcome. Good has been done right here, right now, and down the road when this continuing concept, the discussion, it will come up again. You know it's going to come up again because, again, humans, not animals, 
we do have these thoughts, and our thoughts are the foundation for our feelings, and our feelings are the foundation for our actions. When we have profound thoughts, we have intense feelings, we have very high-impact actions. Do you believe that you have a responsibility to go through your life aware not only of what's going on inside of you, but aware of what's going inside of others, going on, happening to them in their thoughts and their minds and their feelings. Do you know, really, that everything you do is going to affect them, even if it's not a direct interaction? Does that matter to you? If so, in what way? And how much? Okay, well, let's just go ahead and take a step back for a minute and ask a really interesting question. What would happen if, as they were going through life, People stopped what they were doing in order to help people to restore themselves up to a high-quality state. Okay, let me think about this now, because there's a couple different facets of that. What would happen if people stopped what they were doing to help other people? Okay, so we could see someone on the street who maybe needed the door open because their hands were full. Yeah, go ahead and open the door for someone. What's the result of that? Okay, well, they got into the building. Yeah, but you said thank you, and you smiled, and you said no problem. Okay, well, that's really good. Now, what if people stopped what they were doing to help other people to restore themselves back up to a high-quality state? Well, okay, first of all, that would mean you have to have the time and the freedom to be giving in that way. Sometimes that's a 15, 20-minute, half-hour, two-hour process to really and truly help people someone work through their toxicity and their negativity, that means you have to give them support and encouragement, help, maybe assistance, literally doing something for them. Most of the time, though, it's just letting them work through all of the things that the issues that are the source of that frustration and that struggle. Yeah, you know what? You got to work through that. Having you there with them, saying to them, I'm going to help you do this because you're important to me. And I will give you as much time and attention that you need. If you ask me for it, you know what? You don't even have to ask me for it. I can discern that there are things that you need. Sometimes a person needs something that they don't know how to ask for. They don't even know what they need because, you know, those trees make the forest kind of hard to see. When we're on the outside looking in and we can say, wow, there are a lot of different things going on here. And there are different facets and features to all of these different things. I have the ability and the time and the resources and the energy to help you with this one or two or maybe even three things, maybe not all of it. But if I can give you something, not only would that improve the quality of your estate, but it would be a display, a personal display for you that says you matter to me. What would people do? How would they change? Not only to be in a high-quality state, but also when they're done with you, they would continue with that energy and that attitude and that modus operandi based on a philosophy of, yeah, I want to give to you. I want to give to other people because giving is an amazing joy. Do you believe there's more joy in giving than in receiving? Yeah, it's a totally different kind of fulfillment and pleasure and satisfaction. If you knew that 
getting people up to a high-quality state meant that other things that they're going to be doing in their daily life will be better. They, they will perform them in a higher-quality way. That is going to have a good effect. And knowing that you have the freedom and the time to be giving in that way, that meant that you had a relaxed lifestyle. You know what? We are so busy doing so many things all the time. How in the world do we get everything done? You know why? Because we cut corners and we miss out on relationships. We don't have the time and opportunities to be the things and do the things that we really in our heart want to do. What would you do if your lifestyle said, you know what? en route to the the grocery store or the appointment that I had, I actually have an extra 45 minutes. Something came up on the side of the road. There was a person who actually had a genuine need. They needed my help. I could stop what I was doing, take care of that situation, have a meaningful interaction, a sense of fulfillment and purpose in my life. That would contribute to spirituality because that's your body and your mind, and your heart, and your spirit, the positive energy that that would create. Wow. Okay, so let's talk about relationships. This is, this is a really, really deep issue, and it's a complex concept. So let's just do what I like to have an acronym, the fees of a relationship. You know what? Relationships come at a price. The F-E-E-S. There's focus and energy and effort, and sacrifice. That's what relationships involve. That's about focus. You really have to have your mind in a place where you're paying attention to what's going on. You have to invest your energy. That means sometimes you've got to get yourself, restore your supply of energy, because it can take a lot out of you to interact with people. And then the effort. You know what? You have to put in the genuine effort. You have to do the work. And the biggest one, the people that don't want to think about this, is the sacrifice. Yeah, you're going to get a return on your investment, but what are you willing to truly walk away from? What are you willing to let go of in order to have that relationship, in order to have that healthy dynamic? Okay, well, focus, energy, effort, and sacrifice. Yeah, that's you can definitely say, think about a person that in your life that you love very much. It could be a family member. It could be a mate. It could be a friend. When you have the focus and energy and effort and sacrifice, what are the, what are the payoffs there? You have that intimacy. You have that connection. You have the bond, the support and encouragement. You trust each other. They trust you and you trust them. What is that worth? If I said to you, you know what, I want to go ahead and go into a store and buy that trust, how much, how much would a good you know, relationship with good trust cost? How much should it cost? What's it worth? Okay, wow, yeah, let's see. Is it worth 5 bucks? Is it worth 10 bucks? Is it worth 20 bucks? You know what, it's probably worth about $100,000 because it's real, it's got substance, it's got endurance, it's going to last. That's real. A lot of what people have when they give that focus and energy and effort and sacrifice, it's not authentic. It's got some kind of condition attached to it, or it's got some kind of 
Mm, limit. Uh, I'll do it, but only up to a certain point and only with certain things happening and only under certain circumstances. Okay, you know what? That's, that's not really genuine relationship. Do you have the interest in putting all of that work into a relationship? That's really about communication. And when you talk to someone and you say, yeah, I have a, a relationship kind of standard and belief system and value system. I don't know what relationships are to you. It could be a different kind of relationship. It could be a parent-child relationship. It could be a good friend relationship. It could be a, a spouse, a mate relationship. It could be co-workers. It could be a, a boss. The different elements of the different people, when they come together, the most important factor in any relationship is communication. Because even if someone find someone else who is a very, very compatible person with them and their potential to do amazing things is infinite. If there's no communication, they never get that unity. They never get that cooperation and they never accomplish all of the things that they're capable of, not only independent of each other, but when they come together. They definitely have all of those opportunities and all of those interests. Yeah, communication is vital. Okay, but then when in doubt, the deciding factor is what you determine to be the lesser of two evils. When you're talking about compromise and you're making sacrifice, the only thing that you really have to be honest with yourself about before you're ever honest with others is what you determine to be the lesser of two evils. There are just going to be things in life that you have to say, you know what, I don't like either one of these choices. Which one do you hate less? That's being honest. I always tell people the most defining moment, I think, in my, my life with my father was when I was trying to pull a fast one on him, and he got very serious, and he said, honey, be careful, don't lie. I said, I'm not lying. I don't know what you're talking about. He got very somber, and he said, when you lie to strangers, you're going to miss out on really important things in your life. When you lie to friends and family, you're going to lose the most important thing, the people that you love. But when you start lying to yourself, you have nothing left because you start believing your own lies. You don't know what's real and what's not anymore. You literally have nothing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You have to be honest with yourself. So when you're making decisions about relationships and making sacrifices, the communication has to be based on complete and total honesty. Well, your honesty has got to be based on knowing yourself. Do you know yourself enough to be able to say when no one else is around, this is who I truly am. This is what I really need. I know that and I accept that about myself. That includes the imperfections and the obsessions and all the passions that you have. And you know what? People are going to have to know those things and they deserve to know because then they can make the proactive choice about what they want to do with that. Yeah, cooperation, working together. People are extremely negotiable and they're very willing to work with you if you have positive energy. Your positive energy is very contagious. Now, I'll give you the example of the lesser of two evils, okay? Because there are going to be some things in life that, yeah, they're just evil. Other things, yeah, they're evil too. You got it. You hate both of them. 
But an example <clears throat> that I like to tell people is I hate all things pharmaceutical. Uh, really and truly, I do not. I do not get anything from the pharmacy. I do not even get anything from the drugstore that's just off the shelf, right? Um, but I got the COVID immunizations. I got the COVID shots because, in my mind, what's happening to people mentally and emotionally in this pandemic during this crisis is exponentially worse than corrupting my body because whatever is going on in my body that I absolutely can't stand because it's synthetic and it's pharmaceutical for profit, which is totally and completely corrupt. You know what? When people know that I have my shots, they're going to relax and they're going to be more interested and more willing and more open to the idea of being with me. I'm just letting them have what they want or what they need to give them the peace of mind because you know what? Fine. I think they're totally and completely wrong, but it doesn't matter. What's more important is the people, what they need, and what's going to happen to us together when we come together as a result of that decision that I made. Okay, so let's talk about women now. This is really important because when we come together with men, okay, when we come together with women, it's a very different energy than men, what men create. Because, again, men are very simple. And I think that's probably part of the reason why the guy said what he did about how humans are like animals. Yeah, guys are more like animals than women. Okay, we're much more complex. We have amazing power over men. Ladies, don't we already know this? Men are so vulnerable to us. Every chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Every man's weakest link is women. That's why a healthy man can be damaged by a sick woman a whole lot more then a healthy woman can never be damaged by a sick man. When a woman is healthy, she looks at a sick man and laughs at him. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. He's a, he's a stupid idiot, and she keeps going. When a, a healthy man is approached by a sick woman, man, she's got three different things going on over him that make him totally and completely incapacitated. Yeah, you know what? When we have the the sexual energy, when we have the, the seductive energy... And when we have the insanity energy, we can go ahead we can go ahead and do some kinds of damage to each other, to other people that men just can't do. We actually have that. Now, what that means is you have power. Power comes with responsibility. You have an obligation to be responsible with the power that you have. Women, yes. We will always have that power over men, and we can make each other crazy as well. Is it worth it to win in that situation if we know that the damage that we're doing is that significant, is really that great? Yeah, we are affected by each other. We do care about each other. When other people are upset, especially other women are upset, we have the ability to make each other crazy. And it turns right back on us. When we have that, it creates guilt and shame in us. Now, if you disconnect and deny your guilt and shame, all that does is make you more toxic because then you're stifling your energy and you're creating very negative synergy with everybody and everything that you interact with. 
Okay, there we go again. We really do have to be honest with ourselves and accountable for ourselves. The things that we say and do and are, they really are high impact. Again, we're not animals. Okay, but then how much would you give to be in a genuinely good mood while you're working through issues with someone that you love? Well, you know what? There are going to be the lesser of two evils. There are going to be times when we're just going to have conflict with other people. There's going to be um, confusion and miscommunication. There's going to be struggles that we have with ourselves internally and then with each other. That's totally different than what's going on inside of us. So when both of those things are going on at the same time, wow, what if I gave you a magic wand? You know what? Just be in a good mood while you're working through this stuff because you don't want to make it worse with negative energy and with unnecessary conflict. What would you do? What would you give to be able to say, yeah, you know what? I do. I make that concession. I just want to have positive energy right now because I don't need to make the situation any worse. I want to make it better. There is no neutral energy. You're either positive or negative. You want to be positive. Wow. That's that's especially important to someone that you love. And you know what? A lot more people love you than will admit it. We live in a society that doesn't use the L word very often, and sometimes they even use it in a, in a joking way, tongue-in-cheek, sarcastically. But you know what? We all need love, and we all want to give love. We want to feel love, and we want to receive that love. We want to have that symbiotic energy when we're feeding off of each other because there is more joy in giving than in receiving, well, yeah, but we, we all need each other. Now, when we have these, these issues that we have to go through with people that we love, sometimes we just have to say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and let you win. Well, I love telling people that my uh, husband's get-out-of-jail-free card, I'm sorry once removed. Sometimes it's just a matter of we are never going to agree. Agree to disagree, that irritates me. I don't like that expression. Okay, so how about if we disagree about something, but neither one of us are willing to move on our positions, right? And when, especially when it comes to something that has hurt me or upset me, and my husband says, well, I'm I'm not sorry that I did what I did, but I'm sorry it hurt you. Then I say, okay, then you can go ahead and say, I'm sorry that I'm not sorry (laughs) because I love you. That's I'm sorry once removed. And he said, okay, you know what, that's fair. I think that's fair and that's reasonable. I can do that. That's not a problem. And I said, okay, so the times that, you know what, we're, we're at an impasse here, we're going in circles and we're getting, it's escalating and it's getting more and it's getting more worse. And it was, <sighs> okay, you know what, we're just going to agree to disagree. No, 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 no. I'm sorry that we're in this situation, but I'm not going to tell you that I've changed my mind because that's lying. Lying to you is the beginning of toxicity in our relationship. Okay, now, when we're talking about the differences between men and women, well, yeah, they're different, and uh, but there is a consistent principle, again, that good conquers evil. So no matter what it is that people are going through, the only thing that will actually create more positive is the positive, and it will eliminate the negative when people surrender. That's it. Surrendering during the the energy fighting, not necessarily the person. Energy has a mind of its own. 
And so when we're talking about the spirit, the energy, separate from the people, there's actually a scripture that I really like about the fruitage of the spirit. There are nine different behaviors, different displays and manifestations of those behaviors that the actual end of the scripture says, against such things, there is no law. Now, I remember when I was, when I was a little girl and I saw that, I thought, what do you mean there's no law against? I bet I can find something that says you shouldn't be this way. But I went through each of them. Now, there's nine of them. And the truth is, when you display these qualities and these behaviors, demonstrate these behaviors, people might not like it, but they can't fight back with you. They can't fight with you because you are literally being non-fighting, non-conflict, non-confrontational. The first one is love. Yeah, you know what? When you have good, quality, sincere, genuine love, not acting, the real from the source love. People actually like that. The second one is joy. Yeah, happiness. Joy is just a fancy word for happiness. If you're happy and you are doing something that you're smiling or laughing, even if the people around you are in a bad mood or they're upset, they actually smile too. They may hide it. And they don't know. Whatever. But they do. They do enjoy it. And most of the time when you're done and you say, oh, it was really good to be with you, they say, yeah, you know, thanks. It really calms them down. Joy is energy, but it's very calming. Which brings us to the third one. That's peace. Peace is not avoiding conflict. People don't understand that it's just avoiding, denying that conflict is there. It's about pursuing unity. Peace is calmness of heart and mind. That is contagious. And so when you have peace, you are very effective of other people to other people's feelings and thoughts and behaviors. When you have peace, people can't, they, it's very hard for them to sustain the negative energy because peace conquers that negative energy. Love, joy, peace. The next one is kind of hard because we don't really use it in, in daily conversation. It's long-suffering. Okay, well, that's kind of weird just to think about now. I call that um, turn the other cheek. Long-suffering is you're going to be suffering for a long time, but you're okay making that sacrifice and saying, okay, you know what? I know that this is a bad situation, but I'm going to go ahead and continue enduring in this situation. I'm going to have that peace of heart and peace of mind. Even when there's negative things going on inside of me, I'm going to manage those negative things to the point where they don't rob me of my peace. Patience. That's a lot of patience. Having that patience means that you can even get rid of the negativity. Even when negative things are going on around you, you will not manifest that negativity on an emotional level inside of yourself. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. And when people are around that, that positive energy is so powerful. It is contagious. Kindness is the next one. Kindness. Just be nice. People can be nice. Why don't people want to be nice? Well, because they're in pain and they're hurt and they're angry. But when people are nice to other people, it is very contagious. And when people are saying, here, I'll help you out. I'll do something good for you. I'll be kind to you. It's very relaxing for the people around. And it's still energizing at the same time and saying, wow, I liked how that, that felt. I liked how that 
um, was displayed. I liked what happened as a result of that. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that again with someone or something else. Goodness. The next one is goodness. Goodness. For different people, it means different things. But to me, it's about hating what is bad. You genuinely have to say, I have an opinion about each and every thing in my life, all the different things. I either like it or I dislike it. When you say, I don't care, you have disconnected. You cannot disconnect. So the, the, the fruitage of goodness that comes as a, a product of Holy Spirit means that you really do care about the right things in life. And you hate the wrong things in life so much that you will work against them. You will resist them, and you will proactively create things that conquer the evil things because they come from a source of good. The next one is faith. Now, that's not necessarily about religion, but faith is about trust. When you trust people, yeah, you can trust God, you can trust um, your higher power, but when you trust people, when you have faith, you have an ability to surrender. And you know what? I don't even necessarily know the specifics about this, but it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because I have faith. I trust that everything happens not only for a reason, but in a certain way. Yeah. Some people say God set things up. Some people say nature set things up. There are checks and balances in nature. And we know that certain things are just going to happen in a certain way at a certain time, but we don't necessarily like it. But those things are there for a reason. Those principles and those checks and balances there to keep everything working harmoniously. Okay, when we have that faith and we trust that those things are good for us, then we're more willing to cooperate. Cooperate means work with it. When we have positive energy, because we're cooperating, it's contagious. Yes, again, positive energy. If your energy is not positive, it has defaulted into negative, and you don't want that. You want your energy, your synergy to be good. Mildness. Mildness is a very beautiful spiritual fruit, okay? Mildness means that even when everyone else is getting worked up and provoked and confrontational and frustrated and, yeah, mildness is, I'm not going to let that stuff happen. You know what? You're right. There is no law against mildness. When you are able to manage your thoughts and your feelings and your behavior because your spirit is mild, that's amazing. You have these awesome things that you can do with people, for people, even when they're being negative, because your mildness is so powerful. And it is very contagious because your calmness is what other people want. They want to have that mildness, that mild spirit, because that is the, the source of peace. It actually promotes peace proactively promoting peace who wouldn't want that and the last one this is a tough one and everyone knows it's important self-control well the other ones really kind of have that element in them they include that but when we're just talking about flat out self
I'm back. I don't know what happened. And so when you have self-control, you are the one to decide, to determine what you are going to do. It doesn't matter what anyone else says or does. You have the power to conquer your own thoughts and feelings. That's the source of your actions. You are the one in charge of everything you are and think and feel and say and do. Yeah, all of those things that I just listed, there's nine things that I listed. There are no laws against any of them because none of them could ever be bad in any situation. Okay, well, you know what? I really, I really do feel passionately about wearing masks, and I think they're very um, counterproductive to human interaction. When people have to wear masks, they're suspicious and confrontational. They're, they're divisive. They avoid people, or they, they say, well, what do you want? Who are you? Well, you know what? When people don't have to wear masks, they're friendly and interactive. They don't have to yell at each other in order to be heard. And they're more interested in knowing what's going on with the people around them because they can see their face. How much of what we have with other people is about our actual body language, our facial expressions, our tone of voice. When you have that mask on, you can't hear your tone of voice, your intonation and your inflection and your sense stress and modulation. All the things that we have as people when we communicate that are gone in text messages we need to have that relationship dynamic. We really do need to spend time with each other. So I'm actually suggesting out there, they're getting new, new kinds of masks. Some of them are just uh, plastic, invisible, that you can go ahead and cover your face with, but you can still see and you can still hear because the, the um, material isn't right next to your mouth. When you have those things, you have that interaction, it really does restore the trust between people and the way they interact. Okay, so what this means is there are three things about being healthy in relationships. You know what? You have to be healthy and mindful and proactive. Healthy is about you. You need to get yourself into a high-quality state. Then mindful, that means you need to be aware of yourself and others. And then proactive means the way that you interact with others has to be high quality. Okay, so healthy and mindful and proactive. Now think about this. What are the opposites of those that we might inadvertently be manifesting? Again, not even realizing it. Reactive and mindless and negative. Watch yourself this week. Just observe yourself and others. Sometimes it's easier to observe others to really understand a concept Healthy, mindful, and proactive, or mindless and negative and reactive. You, every situation, you're either going to be one of those three good things or one of those three bad things. Sometimes you just have to get yourself back into a high-quality state. Okay, well, how do you get yourself into a high-quality state? Like I said, taking care of other people to get them into a high-quality state. Well, would you take the time to take care of yourself to get you into an exponentially better condition? Well, there's four different things you can do. There's a relaxation, there's a fortification, and then there's a restoration and invigoration. 
They're all equally important. They are all vital to your personal well-being. Invigoration is about energy. Do you know, based on your personality, what gives you the most energy and what gives you the best kind of energy? Okay, well, restoration is just building yourself back up. In daily life, we have activities that tear us down. Sometimes it's interaction with other people. Sometimes it's physical activities that are exhausting for us. Sometimes it's tasks that we have to perform in a toxic environment. Restoration is building yourself back up. How about fortification? That's not the same thing as restoration. Fortification is actually strengthening yourself. The only way that you can have genuine fortification is if you know your functional order. Know your personality. Get that functional order of the different activities that you do from most to least, from best to worst, and keep them in the percentage range of really is what healthy healthy for that personality is. Yeah, because sometimes different personalities really shouldn't do those exact same functions, those exact same activities, because what's very helpful for one person can be harmful for another person if it is done in an excessive amount. Your dominant function needs to be done for 9 to 10 hours a day. Your inferior function should not be done for more than an hour and a half a day. Even though it's a good activity, because your nature says you cannot be doing your inferior function for more than an hour and a half a day. Be aware of what those activities are. And then relaxation is quiet, calm. Sometimes it's hard for people just to be with themselves, (laughs) just to be quiet and to be calm and to relax because there's so much going on inside of them. They can't even be with themselves long enough to enjoy the quiet calm. It just doesn't feel natural. But that's very important. If you're going to get yourself back into a good, high-quality state, the more you do it, the more natural it becomes, the better you feel. Yeah, it definitely gets easier the more you do it. So when someone is genuinely positive, their good energy cancels the negative of someone or something else. It actually turns it around into something better And people are grateful for it. It is contagious. It is high impact. And everything that you do is going to affect other people. When you do things like sleep or exercise or eat good food, your energy becomes positive. And even if people aren't doing those things with you, when they see the effect, the good positive outcome of you taking good care of yourself, And you say, look, I'm going to take a time out. I'm going to put the mask on myself. I'm going to get myself into a higher quality state. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and and invest that time or money in myself. Yeah, look and see what happens. People can say, wow, this isn't a destructive thing like, like smoking or doing drugs or drinking where you're just running away from your problems. Genuinely taking care of yourself in a high quality way, the end result it's exponentially worse, right? You've got to have to do things that are going to be positive and helpful, quality. You're going to do things and be things that are exponentially better. They can do those things too. And, yeah, you would support them. You would absolutely support them and encourage them and say, hey, tell me what you need me to do. 
yes, you can always figure out their personality. And even if they don't tell you what's going on with their, their functional order, if you understand what's good for them, what they need, just by their nature of their personality, that's going to be helpful for them and you. Because you both say, yeah, the better that we become, the one or two hours, the $10, $15 that we've invested has made us so much more for everybody and everything else around us that's going to be reacting and responding to our positive and proactive and healthy energy. Even the people who are negative and harmful, the only way they're going to be able to continue that is by moving away from you. Negative energy cannot be around positive energy and continue. It either has to turn positive or it has to go away to a completely different place. Well, I know if you're positive, you're okay with either one. Yeah, come join the party. We would love to have you here with us. Go ahead and get positive and healthy with us. Let's continue to propel that high-quality spirit. Or you can always say to the person, you know what, when you change your mind, if you ever want to come around to us, we would love to have you here because we're not judgmental. We don't need to be judgmental. When you have true peace and happiness inside of yourself, you don't have any reason or need to be judgmental. You can be very forgiving and patient and understanding with people. That's what relationships are about. And yeah, religion, that's important too. But spirituality, it's all about the same thing, balance. When you keep yourself balanced, everything around you continues to stay in harmony. And that then facilitates other people's balance. And every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah, even the things that you don't even re- you're not aware of, even the things you don't even know about. Everything affects everything. They're indelibly intertwined and directly interactive. If you ever wonder what your personality is, we have a radio show on on Sunday. Actually, I was going to say morning, but it's the time zones. Okay, 1 o'clock mountain time, because they don't change times. That would be uh, noon Pacific time and um, 3 o'clock Eastern time. This week, we're going to be talking about what specifically are the functionalities. What's extroverted sensing as a dominant function? What's introverted feeling as an inferior function? What activities qualify as each of those things? Listen to this show on Sunday and think about your synergy. When you come together with people, what do you bring? I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Thanks for listening on BBS Radio to the power of synergy. Thank you.